Welcome to the PGK Presents Podcast with Pastor Gerald Kiner. You are about to get filled with inspiration, motivation, and education based upon the Word of God. Your consistent giving to this podcast will help keep these words of wisdom flowing into your device. To sow back into the ministry of Pastor Gerald Kiner, visit our online giving page at www.thejesuspeoplechurch.com. Today's podcast, pre-recorded from another broadcast, is entitled, God Was Leading Me Even in My Past. Regardless of the harsh things you had to face in your life growing up as a child, God has used it to bring you to where you are today and will further use it to take you where you need to go tomorrow because God uses all things to work together for your good. And now, here's Pastor Kiner. Deuteronomy 8, verse 2. Good God Almighty. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank God for the ministers and the men and women of God in the sanctuary, all of the saints, our mothers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love it the way the Lord, he just puts stuff together. Y'all ready for this? Deuteronomy 8, verse 2. I heard many of you all recited, naturally did an awesome job. Saints of the living God, you all did an awesome job of putting the word in your spirit. Tell somebody, the devil can't take it now. The devil can't take it now. It's in me. It's in me. Deuteronomy 8, verse 2. It reads, and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or no. I want to use as a title tonight's message. Of course, God was leading me even in my past. That's about it. God was leading me even in my past. He was leading me, even in my past. Tonight, I'm not going to elaborate on any three points for this and three ways of that and three ways and three ways because I have to spend a little more time in, in getting the understanding of how significant this really is. Mother Williams, you're good. You don't have to. Mother Williams, you're fine. Come, 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 come. You're fine. Just relax and get this word. Hallelujah. I have to really give you the significance of how important it is to understand the fact that God was leading us even in our past. But if you're taking notes, one of the most significant things that you want to write down is this. The number one saga this scripture will shatter. The number one saga this scripture will shatter is the fact that people believe that God does not start operating in our life until we get saved. But the reality is that when we were in the wilderness of sin, God had his hand on us. If you get nothing else, there's three points for this. There's three ways of that. There's three ways of that. There's three ways of that. If you understand that, you're on a whole nother level tonight of spirituality. Thank you, woman of God. If you understand that, you are on a whole nother level of spirituality. If you understand that these scriptures will shatter the, the, the saga that tells us that God only starts operating in our lives when we get saved. That would disprove the fact that God said before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you and ordained you to be a prophet among the nations. Now, let me tell you this. We are never 
to forget what God has done for us in the past because we are products of the past. God said in his word, thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God have led thee these 40 years. The wilderness represents being unsaved, being stuck in sin because of disobedience. They were in the wilderness for 40 years because they did not arrive yet into the promised land. Somebody say the promised land. The promised land for the saint represents salvation. Now, you need to understand. You need to understand. You need to understand what I'm showing you because God led us from there to this life. I want you to understand that. We just didn't get saved because one day we felt like it. There was a series of events. Somebody say a series of events. There was a series of events that led us. If you understand this, you will appreciate what's going on right now. You will appreciate the move of God right now because yesterday was the past. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. Now I'm telling somebody. He was leading me even in my past. Ten minutes ago was my past. Wherever I've been ten minutes ago, God led me there. Good God Almighty, I'm telling you something. This is heavier. This is too heavy for me to pointalize on tonight. It's, it's, it's too deep, hallelujah, for me to even just elaborate the way I want to elaborate on it. Now, listen to this, hallelujah. Tell somebody, everything that happened to me, it was for a reason. You need to understand that everything that happened to me, it was for a reason. Nothing happened in my past without it being a reason. This is why when you're on this level, you don't live like saying, I wish this would have never happened. When you get on this level, understanding that God led me even in my past, you don't worry about, I wish this would have happened. I, I wish I wouldn't have married this person. I wish I wouldn't have dated this person. You understand the fact that everything that happened in my past was directed and guided by God Almighty to make me the man, the woman of God that I am today. Whether it's building or bankruptcy, baby. Where everything that happened to you is defining who you are, the anointing that's on your life, the power that's on your life right now. I, I, I can't give you no points tonight. I just want to give you, hallelujah, what the Holy Ghost is giving me. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. I just want to give it to you like he's giving me. He said, you don't need nothing but what I just gave you. Good God Almighty. Now, God in this message gave me a philosophy called the, the 100 person philosophy. There's a philosophy God gave me for you all called the 100 person philosophy. And the 100 person philosophy, as God gave it to me, is the core of who you are are shaped by at least 100 people. The core of who you are is shaped by at least 100 people from now to throughout your past. <laughs> All you see, everybody stand up for one moment. 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 Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what I'm looking at right now is the stem. But the 100 people represents the roots. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, when, I, when you see this in the ground, all you see is the stem, you see the plant, you see the tree. But underneath, underneath you see the past, the dirt, the seed that was planted a long time ago. You see roots that developed, that were connected a long time ago. What we're looking at right now is the stem, but who you really are is connected to the past. 
This is why when I meet people, I'm interested in finding out who your mommy is, who your cousins, who your daddy, who, you, who your friends were, who you used to run with. Because who they are today, their craziness, their intelligence, their foolishness is connected to some of these roots. You can be seated if you can. Hallelujah. Who you are right now is developed by some of the roots. This is why it's important to find out where we find out about people. It's important to understand where we get our ideology, our philosophy, who you are connected to. Because those people are who you are. This is why it's easy for us to tell when you start dealing with different people. Because the 100 people philosophy that I'm used to, you just added 101. <laughs> <laughs> a college class called the first psychology class called Psych 101. <laughs> so when somebody new comes in, you just add a different little trait. You pick up something different that I'm not accustomed to from the previous 100. Oh my God. Hmm. So every person within that 100, whether for good or for evil, God allowed them to show you something that will make you significant, powerful in the word of God. This is why God deals with us to remember. Hmm. Now, you say, I don't even know 100 people. You know 100 people. I was influenced by 100 people that don't even know me I was influenced by Captain Kirk. Mr. Spock influenced me. Mr. T had me going around acting like, hey, fool, shut up, fool. Tupac influenced me. Do you hear what I'm saying? Billy D. Williams influenced me. I used to try to grow up and be cool like Billy D. Williams. Lou Rawls influenced me. Preach, Pastor Kyle. Michael Jackson influenced me. I used to be in the classroom doing some thriller. He don't know me, but he influenced me. Rakim influenced me. John Travolta influenced me. The funds influenced me. These people that we introduce our children to through television are adding up to be the 100 that influenced them. That's why when we look at freaky shows, freaky stuff started influencing us. Good God Almighty. Make it plain, make it plain, make it plain. Hmm. 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 So psychologists call this formative influences. Formative influences. Formative influences. Formative influences are the influences in our early stages of our life that form us, that develop us. Influences that make us powerful. This is why when you see many of the teachers and many of the preachers, my God, that have come into the ministry and they start teaching for the first time, they start off right and they start off on a whole other level. Why? Because the formative influences was right. Mm. When I think how God was leading me even in my past, when I think about where I am today, Corey, when I think about it even in my past, he was leading me. Corey, even in your past, God led you, my God, to shack up with a woman across the street so that one day you would see a church called Jesus, people, that you could walk to and get delivered from and meet your wife in. He led you when you were a heathen and didn't even know no better. You thought you were just living with somebody and God said, I got a church across the street. I'm going to have you in. 
leading me even in my past when I was doing some stuff that didn't make no sense God was leading God and directed me at the right place at the right time I didn't even know it I didn't even know where it was working together for my good. Reverend, when you said at midnight, girls came to your house saying, how you been called to preach? And you were shacking up. God was leading you. I can't give you no points tonight. I just want to tell you, even in my past, the stuff that hurt me, the stuff that drove me crazy, drove me closer to the cross. The stuff that broke my heart. If it wouldn't have broke my heart, I would have still been shacking up. If it wouldn't have broke my heart, I would have still been half crazy. I would have still been tied into the casino. If it wouldn't have made me lose everything, even in my past. He was leading me. Even in my past. That's why I don't complain what God has taken me through. I don't complain about my wilderness experience. I don't brag on it and I don't put it down. I give him the glory for it. Everything I didn't understand, I could see how it worked together for my good. Everything that drove me crazy, everything that made me hurt my self-esteem, everything that made me say, God, why me? God say, why not you? I'm leading you to your promised land. I told the saints before, I know my God. I know I probably had NFL potential when I see all these guys, my God, my size in the NFL. But I said, if I would have gone there, I probably would have been a crackhead. Because on certain college campuses, all I would have been exposed to was sexual activity and drugs. I would have messed up. I would have been so easily influenced. So God sent me to a college that didn't have no, no football, that didn't have none of that stuff that could take me to the next level. I couldn't do nothing but study. He said, instead of making you a crackhead, I'm going to set you in an environment that you can't do nothing but study. Instead of sending you to Jackson State where you can party, I'm going to send you to a school that don't got no band. Even in my past. About, I thought I really wanted it. I thought I really needed it. But when I look back, I can see how I made it over. When I think about wonder, they told me, my God, she wasn't having sex no more because she was giving her life over to God. And I wanted to have sex that night, but she told me as a teenager, I ain't having sex no more. I kind of saw how they put a spirit in me, even in my past. When I think about how ain't Peach live next door and ain't Katie live next door and ain't Willie May lived across the street and cousin Clarestine lived on the next street Goodwin and then cousin Anita, they lived around the corner on Carrington. Then Big Mama lived five minutes away on Mariana. Then my daddy's mother, little mama, lived another five minutes away in Castella and they knew my God, my dad was going to die before I was 12 years old and God knew that I needed other family support because it takes a village to wait a child. They knew when we would run out of food that I could go to Big Mama house. I could go to Aunt Peach's house for some money. I never had to hang around the wrong boys to get something because I had a family that was connected to me right there even in my past. I didn't know about it but even in my past he had the village right around me. 
When I think about finding a piggy bank with $200 and quarters in it and the second grade, how it exposed me to wealth and it made me like money and it made me like having things. I see now how I was formed to appreciate money. I see now how I was made at the second grade accustomed to having some stuff by finding a piggy bank. He was leading me. Even in my past. When I think about crying as a seven-year-old boy, the first time I cried in my life because I did not get a whooping was during the fact my father was having a party at our house and it was about 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning and my mother was at work at Baptist Hospital and I was in, on my bunk bed crying and saying, God, I was saying, God, I was crying and saying, how come my dad be enjoying himself so much and my mama is at work? As a second grader, now I see that was God shaping my heart and giving me compassion that I would need to become a pastor. As a seven-year-old boy crying, asking, how could my daddy have so much fun while my mama was at work? Little boys don't think like that. But it was God leading me even in my past. As I think about my daddy driving down Lamar, in his Cadillac, drunk as Cootie Brown, before they came out with drunk driving commercials. With me and my little brother in the back seat going 100 miles per hour down Lamar, headed to Union to Baptist Hospital. And not even knowing that I could die at any second, my face out the window, hanging out there in the back seat, letting the wind pressure hit me in my face, thinking that it was fun. And God never let an accident occur. He was leading other cars around me, even in my past. When I think about in the fourth grade, how I took my first out-of-town trip at White Station Elementary to Huntsville, Alabama, and we went to the Space Center. I think about how that seed was planted in me as a pastor to love traveling, to love taking people different places. Because as a child, God had exposed me to field trips that made me love traveling, and I didn't know it. But even then, he was leading me even in my past. Now think about being selected for the first time in my life not to steal something by my peers. Being selected for the first time in my life not to fight somebody by my peers. Being selected in the 10th grade for the first time in my life as a, uh, as a, as a homeroom student uh, for, for the call the student, the, not the honor roll, but they call the student, student council. And thinking that that was crazy, there's nowhere in the world I'm going to a student council meeting. I did not go because I said, that's not me. But God was showing me a glimpse of what I would become. Even in my past, he was showing me a glimpse of the intelligence that was in me that I had no clue that I possessed. When I think about being in an 11th grade, trying to kill myself, basically. Driving down Spotswood. Full speed in my 1978 Monte Carlo because I'm hurt and mad because me and my girlfriend had got into a disagreement and I'm driving down. Don't care if I run into something or not. Nobody runs into the street. Not one rock pops up. Not one dip. I'm going 100 miles per hour on Spotswood. Not caring if I hit something or not. He was leading me. Even in my past. When I think
think about in high school driving my sister home from work in the 12th grade across the street from the Oak Court Mall right here at Southern in that Goodlit and a car is coming at us head on and I'm going 45 miles per hour and the car is coming and my sister in a panic grabs me to protect me like she is going to be an airbag grabs my arm while I am driving I break free and move the steering wheel dodging the car by a split second dodging sure death not until now that I understand God was guiding me even in my past when I think about my God in the 11th grade reading a book that was the first book in my life that taught me about the Bible not even understand I wouldn't even go in the church it was a Bible encyclopedia and it broke down the words in the Bible it broke down areas and events. My father had found the book in a burnt up house. The house had burned down. The only thing that was remaining with paper on it was this giant Bible encyclopedia. It just laid around in our house. Not knowing why I wouldn't go in the church at all. I didn't have church in mind. Not knowing why I used to read this thing. And used to study it like I was in seminary used to read it and studying it if I would have known what I would have become my God I would have been reading it and studying it but I was reading and studying having no idea what I would become but he was leading me even in my past as an 11th or 12th grader a Gentile my best friend Jason's grandfather was the pastor of a church in North Memphis Macedonia Baptist Church and they invited a Gentile that wouldn't even go in the church to teach Bible study on a Wednesday night I wouldn't even in church and I taught the Bible study lesson on faith and worry even in my past God was setting me up I hope somebody's getting the picture. When I think about being selected my first year of college as vice president of the NAACP, then my second year of college as the president of the NAACP, then the president of, in the third year of college of our honors organization. And when I think about, as me, my God, and mother talk about often about the different attention that comes to me and the different attention that I get when I think about how God has set me up to be used to attention as a leader to be used to running things to be used to being in control to be used to having the attention so when people give me the attention it means nothing to me had no idea that even in my past, he was getting ready to set me up. When I think about all the leaderships I read in my first year of college, never knowing that I was about to be in leadership position, but he had me studying. He was leading me even in my past. Now, don't make me mention about the setup he did for me to be in my father in the ministry church. Half have not even been told don't make me mention how I met my God trying to help another pastor. How I met Sister Adams and Mother Harris in the Matthew family. Don't even, and Sister Tysha. Don't even make me mention just trying to do right by somebody else. They saw something in me as a young associate preacher. The same thing that this pastor saw in me at Macedonia Baptist Church when I was a Gentile 11th grader. 
even in my past. Don't let me remind you how Zania told me, my God, as a young girl, there was an older lady in her life that made sure she was in church every Sunday. Even in our past. Now, can I drop a bum on you right quick? Can I drop a bum on you right quick? Can you imagine how anointed and powerful our children's up in here testimony is going to be when they look back over their life and say, I had a pastor kind as a pastor. I had the ministers as ministers. I had the mothers in my life. I had some of the most anointed workers in the body of Christ leading me even in my Can you imagine the type of testimony when these children think about it, when they look back the same way I'm thinking about it, just to remember what God said to Can you imagine the type of anointing, the type of testimony, the type of spiritual shaping that these kids are getting. If I turned out the way I turned out without none of it. I just had enough leading by God. Now can you imagine the overflow that's going to happen when I think about not going to law school to support my God. Not only the family, but to make a decision spiritually for the good of the ministry that God had called me in. Knowing that if I went to law school and become a lawyer, my schedule of getting off at 2 o'clock and taking off anytime I want to as a teacher doesn't happen in law. Being out for the summer does not happen in law. But making decisions for the overall good of the ministry before I'm ever a pastor. Just as an associate minister. Always looking what's best for ministry. Not knowing that if I wouldn't have been a school teacher, I have never would have met Mother Butler. Good God Almighty. He was leading me. Even in my past. That's why Psalm 37, 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Not only was God leading you even in your past, but he led you to today's podcast for a reason. If this message has blessed you, please consider blessing Pastor Kiner. Sow back into the life of this mighty man of God as he has just sowed into your life. Your gift will surely be an encouragement and a sign to Pastor Kiner that PGK Presents is making a difference into the lives of our listeners. Please visit the online giving page on our website at www.thejesuspeoplechurch.com. Also on our website, you will be able to download countless other messages and books by Pastor Kiner. I'm Charles Nelson, and on behalf of PGK Presents, thank you for listening. Until the next podcast, be blessed.